Hi, I'm Nadia Virasami, your Tuesday takeover guest this evening. Songhezo's in the corridor somewhere around, running around on one crutch. And I'll be your host until 9 p.m. So please join our conversation. You can call in on 086-000-2032. Or you could, um, for voice notes, you can call us on 061-4107-104. Please keep those voice notes under one minute so we can hear you properly. Um, I'm Nadia Virasami, as I've already said, and I am thrilled to be here today. Um, I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Moving Into Dance, which is a 45-year-old um, dance training institution. And my guests today are Sunny Boy Matar, who is the current Artistic Director of Moving Into Dance. And um, I'll also be joined by Sylvia Glasser from Sydney, Australia. Um, who was the founder of Moving Into Dance, as well as Ntlandla Mishlangu, um, who is also ready and on standby. We're still waiting for Sylvia to join us. But in the meantime, I'm going to chat with um, Sunny Boy. Sunny Boy, thank you for joining us today in studio. Danke, 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 please. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you came to be at Moving Into Dance, uh, what your experiences were. Um, and I think just today we want to take this conversation in a very particular angle about around the impact of the arts and around the valuing and devaluing of this industry that we love so much. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, I was born and bred in Alexander Township. Uh, I started the arts, uh, I was still in primary school, so I was doing choral verse and drama. and. I remember during my matric, actually before matric, I, I went, like I was really looking forward in starting filming and uh, taking my career because I, I used to write a lot of stories, write a lot of poems. So I wanted to create work that uh, will be televised, like to be seen around the world. And uh, in 2007, I got an opportunity to watch Moving Into Dance uh, perform Khif in the Dance Umbrella. It was also there, it was like, no, let's just see what's happening within the arts industry or within the theater spaces. So we went to watch uh, MID for the first time. Then I was like, okay, this is something that I can sort of relate to. I've been doing... And was this your first theater experience? This was my first theater experience. And the way the story was told through movement, uh, already from, the on, from that day onwards, I was like, no, I want to venture into this... Uh, at form. I would, uh, I would like to grow within it because I've been doing Zulu dance, I've been doing Gambus dance in the township and uh, I saw this different way of uh, of moving. So I, was, uh, I went to Moving Into Dance in, uh, in 2008 for an audition and I was taken in as a first year student and ever since I've never looked back. So currently I'm the artistic director and the choreographer uh, internationally acclaimed. I've created works in South Africa and abroad. Uh, I'm still a performer this, uh, within that. Uh, so it's been a, a great journey. Uh, and as I tell a lot of people that I've never felt like I'm working because it's something that I I love doing. Like I wake up every morning looking forward to create new work, to teach kids, to see uh, young kids growing through the teachings of, 
or, or, or movement because for me it's mm. be, uh, in whatever work that I've created in the, uh, it's it's not it's not only about performance but it's an experience when people start looking at my work what kind of experience are they taking home yeah that's amazing because they say if you if you do something you love you never work a day in your life Whoa. um <laughs> we have Sylvia Glasser on the line all the way from Sydney uh good morning Sylvia it's morning in Sydney yes it is good morning Thank you for joining us today uh, at this very early hour. Um, Sylvia, do you want to just quickly talk us through how you how you founded Moving Into Dance, your ideas behind it? And, and basically, we're just trying to focus this conversation on, on the impact of the arts and, um, you know, how we feel that it's undervalued and what can be done to promote the arts in terms of it being viable careers to, to youth. Yes, well, I think that the arts and especially dance, because it's a mixture of the body, the mind, the spirit, the arts are incredibly transforming. I mean, in a career of more than 50 years of teaching, of choreographing, I've seen huge changes in people. I mean, Sunny Boy as the artistic director now, just think of the transformation of his life and there are hundreds more. So I think there's, there's no question that dance is a very strong, positive, transformative art and experience. Thank you, Sylvia. Um, we also have Nklandla Mishlangu on the line, but before that, please send your voice notes to 0614107104. Nklandla, good evening. Good evening, Nadia. Good evening, Sylvia. Good evening, Sonia. Good evening, Sunny Boy. Good evening to all listeners. Thank you for joining us. Nklandla, will you tell us briefly just about your experience uh, with, with dance and, and particularly moving into dance and and I mean, you've done so much in the performing arts sector, so perhaps you want to touch on a bit of that as well? Yes, I, I was taken aback when Songhez mentioned how the, the Sydney Opera House is handled with so much care with velvet gloves mm. by the people of Australia. And I couldn't agree more because I've been in that building. I was performing, you know, my latest work, which was Waiting for the Simple. Uh, and I trained at Moving Into Dance. Um, and to talk about my experience uh, with dance, what dance has done for me as an artist is quite a bizarre thing because I never liked dance before I met Moving Into Dance. I was actually looking for a music school yeah. and I was struggling to find one. And, and I was depressed. I wanted to go dance my sadness of not finding the music school and go home and cry. And there I was being given a scholarship or to dance. I thought, okay, what, what am I going to do the whole the rest of the year? Let me in this institution. There were other problems which we're not going to go to. But as I, when I graduated there, I realized that dance has offered what, uh, what, something that I could never find anywhere else in the world. And Today, you know, I am a neighbor to Gregory Macoma, who is one of the graduates at Moving Into Dance, and mm. who is also one of the living examples of 
what it means to be a successful artist, especially through dance. And we have changed the whole narrative about the dancers being people who are, you know, unable to do academic work. No, there is academic work in dance. You know, there is intelligent thinking processes in dance. There is a lot that, you know, one can learn to develop their their own personal life, whether in business, whether, you know, being a, a better human being. So dance has done that for me. Thank you, Ntlanda. So just in terms of just looking at the social impact of dance, um, Sunny Boy, what has that been for you in terms of your choreography, in terms of the relevant movement narratives that you need to forge? Yeah, uh, I think for me it's mostly uh, because of, I, I was uh, fully trained in Afrofusion, which is uh, the core foundation style within the organization or within the company. Uh, I've, I've found that uh, I've been able to find a different voice, like my own voice within the same uh, technique, like I've grown it, and I've been able to tell stories through it. Like I've created works that speaks about uh, human trafficking. I've created works that uh, deals with uh, the history of uh, the, the first women's march that has been that, that has happened in the 1956, and these are the stories that we we never get to know about, uh, especially we, where we come from, from mm. our townships. We uh, when you were, when I was in Alexander. Uh, during that time, the only thing that I was uh, exposed to is meeting these two, uh, three people, uh, people that I'm, uh, I'm raising with, do those three particular steps and go home. And so, but uh, in terms of me growing through the MID teachings and processes, I've been able to look at what is it that is missing. How how do we create uh, works or stories or tell stories that uh, are not being told? Uh, in our townships, how do we make sure that we inform? We, we create works that are more informative, create stories that uh, change lives, stories that mm. uh, uh, inspire yeah. uh, young kids within uh, underground uh, communities. And that has, has been mostly my highlight in terms of seeing the change, especially in the case that I've worked with or in the project that I've worked with, especially in Soweto, in Alexandra Township. Like just seeing those kids becoming better performers, becoming choreographers, becoming teachers. Mm. Yeah. So I just want to talk to Sylvia very quickly about. So, Sylvia, one of your iconic dance works is a, is a piece called Transformations, which you've based on um, Sen rock art and the Sen trance dance. Um, I know you also recently wrote and uh, published a book on this piece. And incidentally, both Mtlandla and Sunny Boy performed um, this piece. So I was wondering if, yes. you know, just from a social impact perspective, firstly, what was your inspiration in the creation of this work? What has been the impact? And then perhaps quickly after that, Mtlandla and Sunny Boy could just quickly just uh, give us a little bit on, on, on their experience of, of doing this work. And, and I know this work is truly incredible because it's also been a part of the set dance pieces in the matric curriculum, um, which is incredible. Yes, I choreographed this in 1991, and I've always been interested in themes which deal with the under 
exposed, the underprivileged. Um, and I had gone back to university as a mature student and studied social anthropology. And I learned about the San. They were the original indigenous people of Southern Africa. And yet, in the apartheid stratification, they were right at the bottom of the heap. So I was interested in the sand from this point of view. But also, when I started studying their rock art, I realized that this could inspire me, it did inspire me, to create a dance. But I first had to find out the meaning of the rock art. Mm. What did the different postures mean? And for this, I turned to the really well-known archaeologist, Dr. David Lewis Williams. And he gave me so much to read that actually it was two or three years later when I came back to the idea. And it's what Nklantla said about there's the intellectual side to dance. It's not just, um, I think, it can be just pretty movements. But generally, from moving into dance comes work which deals with social issues. And so transformations dealt with the transformations. My piece was called Transformations with the Sea, with the transformations of the sand medicine men, but also the transformations with an S that the medicine men themselves undergo, underwent a physical and mental and spiritual transformation. And the dancers, Nklankla or Sunny Boy can tell you, the dancers, the theatrical dancers from moving to dance also were transformed with an S during performance, but also in their attitude to the sand and the audiences also learnt about the sand and began to respect them as the first people of Southern Africa. Oh, thank you, Sylvia. Uh, we're just going to pause there very quickly and go into an ad break, and then we're going to take over with, with Sunny Boy and Cloudla commenting on the experience um, in transformations. Tuesday Takeover on The Viewpoint. I'm Nadia Virasamy, your Tuesday takeover guest this evening, and I'm trying to give Songhezo a little bit of a break tonight, um, just for a short while until nine. And um, in studio with me is Sunny Boy Matau, and on the line I have Sylvia Magogo Glasser, founder of Moving Into Dance, and uh, multi talented performing artist in Tlandla Mushlangu. Um, and Tlandla, you were in possibly, I think, the first edition of Transformations, if I'm correct. Um, what was your no, experience? No, it, was, it wasn't the first edition. It was created in 1991. I joined Moving Into Dance in 1999. My apologies. And I did Transformations in 2000 and something. I don't remember the year. But what is... What I can say about the, this work is that, first of all, all of us, we've learned about the 
the first people of the first nation of South, Southern Africa, but we learn them in, this, in a different gaze. In the gaze of the colonizers who were looking at them from the outside, and in the, our textbook it says the Bushmen live in Kalahari Desert. They are for 1.5 meters tall, and they keep their water in the ostrich eggshells. They are hunter-gatherers. Women hunt and we, female gather food plants that are edible, and they are yellow in complexion. Um, and that's what the, our textbook in our primary school said. Mm. And, all, and they, there was a place called Boshwuk, uh, where there was human zoo in South Africa, where then you could take a school trip um, to go and see the bushmen that are in the textbook, and then they were in the cages, and they would hide, and they would weigh when we would watch them. Oh, my word. Uh, and and, and there, so that's how, that was my understanding of the bushmen. Mm. And, and, when I was doing first year at moving into dance, before I even went to the street to learn transformations, we had to learn the, the rock art of the sun people, and we had to understand what even the Koi sun is, uh, you know, um, it's, it's a name that we will use for the language in peoples. Mm. But this is a nation with different, uh, 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 in, I mean, groups that the different names those names are, are, are the, the queer, the true, the Chuhansu, like there's a, it's a lot of them, the Khrikwa. And the, well, understanding that and understanding who they are, understanding their culture, understanding them as the first people to inhibit the land of the Southern Africa, understanding what is written in our coat of arms, and then understanding that acknowledgement that it opens our eyes in a different way. And then being invited to the, the uh, dance company and then learning transformations, also learning not to do their traditional dance, but the Sylvia Glasser's interpretation of, that is inspired the paintings that are in the rocks and the murals that you find in the Drakensbergs and other parts of the Southern Africa, and to 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 engage in the journey. And but when we but now we understand what they do this dance for healing purposes. And what a, what a beautiful thing, what a gift that performing that piece became also a healing mm. for us as individuals. Because this taught a lot of things. Because what's unique also about moving into dance, you don't only go there to learn how to dance. There are a lot of subjects you really touch on anatomy and physiology. First, you have to understand how your body works. You have to learn the history and anthropology of dance. Mm. And in history and anthropology of dance, then you understand different cultures. So you understand why is Vetsisi wearing Vetsisi church? Why are they wearing military uh, regalia and doing petty dance? And why uh, are the postures of different people in different cultures standing in a certain way? What influences that? That whole study of human behavior. And then putting a microscope on the mm. Khoisan and then relating it back into your personal life. It was a big transformation yeah. which both with a C and the S. Because it's so much it's so much bigger than than just the movements. It it really is yes. about the history, about being able to to understand 
the significance of, of what you're doing. We have a caller on the line. We have Ali from Mafeking. Um, good evening, Ali. Good evening, Sister Nadia. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I, 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 I just want you to clarify for me. I'm a bit confused. Mm. Uh, can I, as a dancer, at the same time be a choreographer? The difference between a choreographer and a dancer and choreography and dancing. Dance, dance and choreography. And if a blind person asks me, asking you, Nadia, Nadia, you're telling me I, I'm blind, I'm deaf. You tell me those people are dancing. Then I ask, what is dance? Mm. And then the last one is the issue of is there spirituality and it is there a spiritual dance? And what is a spiritual dance? Mm. Okay. Thank you, Ali. So your first question on whether you could be a dancer and a choreographer, I'm going to put to Sunny Boy. And the second part of your question regarding the spiritual dance, I'm going to ask Sylvia um, to engage us on. Um, Thank you, Ali. Yeah. uh... Sister Nadia? Yes, hi. Yeah. Can there be dance without music or needs accompaniment of music all around? Okay. Sunny boy, you can answer that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for yeah, uh, you can be a dancer and a choreographer, or a, da- uh, a dance writer, a dance journalist, but it uh, it doesn't all happen at the same time. So with me, I started. Uh, I trained firstly as a dancer, then the choreography grew in me while I was uh, in because already I loved telling stories. I loved uh, writing stories. So choreography is it's dance writing, writing the. The dance work. That's where the choreography is. The creating uh, a sequence of movements that interpret or that speaks about a certain theme. Like you translate a theme. Uh, so I started as a dancer for, as I trained in MID in 2008. Then I learned choreography as, as a subject within MID. Like you, you get taught how do you create, how do you research dance movement, and how do you create and make sure that your story. Uh, the dance movements that you're creating or the stories that you, you try to tell, they become more relevant to what you are, you want to say or want to express in your piece. Okay. Um, Ali, before we answer the next part of your question, we're going to go into a quick ad break. And when we come back, Sylvia is going to talk about the spirituality um, of dance. Tuesday Takeover on The Viewpoint. I'm Nadia Virisami, your Tuesday Takeover guest, and we're dancing our way through this conversation. Um, uh, before we take um, the call from Lorraine, um, Sylvia, will you quickly just speak to us about the aspect of spirituality in dance? Yes. Um, spirituality in dance is connected to the feeling, the emotions, the belief systems. It's connected to what you're trying to communicate. But also, if one takes that further, spiritual dances are dances that express the religion or the sacred beliefs of people. And transformations, as we spoke about it, as Nchantla said, it dealt with the spiritual beliefs of the sand, and then it became part 
of the beliefs of the dancers while they were doing that dance. Mm. Thank you, Sylvia. Um, Lorraine, um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Nadia. Can I call you Nadia or do I say You can call me Nadia because we're <laughs> friends now, Lorraine, and I believe uh, you haven't called in three months. Why is that? Oh, you know what? You know, I'm just bowled over my house. The, the, the consultants that take the calls are telling me they miss me and I must call more often. I'm flattered. I'm humbled. I'm everything all in one package. We can't let this happen again, Lorraine, <laughs> at least every week, please. <laughs> and I was going to say to you, you know, it's just so unfair, this program, on this particular topic, particularly, should be extended because I'm so enjoying it and I hope <laughs> most of the listeners are too so interesting. I Thank just you, want Lorraine. to, before I forget, mm. um, not so long ago, they had, it was either the Stan and the Koi dancing. A modern sort of dance, but you could see it's reflective of their culture, mm. you know, because it's not something you see in the clubs or the regular thing. And they had been nominated for a competition in Los Angeles. But wow. guess what? And the Sanatim Tetra was minister at the time of arts and culture. And of course, of they course. got nowhere near going there. I was so upset. I thought, you know, we could have been on the world stage representing yeah. our First Nation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we were deprived of that. I can only imagine what they were feeling and going through. But anyway. But we had a flag to erect, you know, money had to be directed somewhere else. Exactly. But I have to commend your dance studio. I mean, listening to the folk you work with there and how well they've done, it has to be something really, really special. Thanks, Nadia, for Thank listening you, to Black Eye. <laughs> and I think what should happen is we as South Africans should introduce all the relevant dance styles that are not mm. necessarily contemporary or modern day, you I know, that me. pertain to things that reflect where we come from as a country and people. Absolutely. But thank you so much. Continue your best work. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. And Tlandla, do you want to speak to us about Afrofusion, the signature dance technique of moving into dance that, that Sylvia forged? Afrofusion. Um, a, combina a fusion of African dance forms, African aesthetics, African rituals, and music fused with the contemporary technique. Mm. So, so there has been a very big uh, debate in different African dance seminars, first of all about this, even the term African dance, that how can you take something that is so diverse and reduce it to just one word, an African dance? <laughs> it's and it was also to uh, challenge the gaze from Sylvia Plaza to say, you know, it, these movements that come from various, a variety of African dances, these aesthetics that come from variety of African dances, these rituals that come from variety of African dances, if you fuse them with the contemporary technique, there is a certain specific... Uh, uh, medium of cultivating the body and moving that is unique because if you were to do Sitabafela, if you were to do Inlamu or Ingoma or Ubelo Pela, but what is it that 
as a South African and the rainbow nation that we are trying to become, what is it that we, because Sylvia, she learned, you know, contemporary dance in different parts of the world, you know, other dance forms which were European. But when she was inspired by these African dance forms, she went to Venda to study, to learn, to research, and to and also that she found herself working with black people. I herself an opportunity to learn from them, and how about and then she, this fusion, okay. uh, this, because it's it, it, this communication, this new language of movement, it, it it was formed, and that became the signature dance the signature movement style of moving into dance company, which we all got to enjoy. Mm. And it's, 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 it's the uniqueness of this dance form that has really extended how, you know, how you unique moving into dance has become in terms of its, its choreographic output. Um, we're going to be rounding off this conversation soon, but please send your voice notes to 614 104. Um, just very quickly, um, I'm going to ask all three of our guests, um, in terms of greater social impact of dance, what do you think is most needed for the performing arts industry, for, for dance as a performing arts, to be mm-hmm. truly valued in South African society? Let's go with Sylvia first. Money. <laughs> Always money. <laughs> Um, no, seriously, yes, one, one needs the, the funding, but education, um, you know, it should be dance in, in every, and I think creative movement for every child in school. And just um, another thing, I, I just would like to say in Klankla, I'd, I'd be very happy for you to represent me at any conference or any lecture because <laughs> you have understood my work and you express it better than I could. I just want to say thank you. Yep. Um, so, so okay, yes. Sylvia, we have and 10 seconds for you to go. So <laughs> let's uh, round it off, please. Money, money, money. <laughs> Sorry, Sylvia, you can you continue. Me, you, you want me to add what else we need? Yes, please. But we have 10 seconds. Oh, education, education, education. <laughs> money, 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 and education, education, education. Um, thank you so much, Sunny Boy, um, Sylvia, and Tlanla for joining us for this incredible conversation about this brilliant art form that we love and that we really, really want to um, see people aspire toward in terms of um, making a career out of the performing arts. I'm going to hand you back to um, Songhezo right now, and I thank him so much for letting me use his space for a short period of time. Thank you. You're more than welcome to come back, Nadia, and thank you so much to you and your guests. Now... They call you Magogo. I don't know if that's derogatory or not, but we need no. the founder back. We need the founder back. When is she coming back? When is she going to be on stage in the country doing something that we all appreciate and that is her legacy? Magogo? 
Um, Magogo is is not an insult. It's it's for me. It's um, it's my badge of honor. To be honest, fantastic. You need to come back. Um, yeah, uh, for health reasons, for family reasons, and where I am, my heart and my spirit is in South Africa, especially with moving into dance and all its alumni. Um, and for health reasons, it's very difficult for me to travel anymore. And I've just turned 83 and I feel Fantastic. incredibly blessed to be able to be here and please have Nadia again and me. <laughs> well, we certainly shall. We certainly shall. Thank you so much indeed. Nadia, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much to you as well, Sunny Boy, and everybody else who was part of this wonderful production. And I certainly heard your thoughts and comments there. I will tell you for free, everybody, if you care to know, on the 11th and 12th of Jan next year, I'll be auditioning before Sunny Boy for a role on stage. Mark my words, something great is going to happen, yeah? And I've been thoroughly, thoroughly, um, I, I, I did enjoy this conversation. Does South Africa have a fund where people can apply to get flights, accommodation, paid for them when they win scholarships and international competitions? Many people lose opportunities because they can't afford to go overseas after winning these competitions. That is a question for one of the callers. Ten seconds. Do you want to respond to that, Nadia, in ten seconds? Well, the obvious answer would be to um, go to the National Arts Council or the Department of Arts and Culture. But I think there's the Prince, Cla Prince Klaus Fund that uh, sponsors flights for artists. Um, and there are a few other um, African Union funds that you can look into. But they're very few and far between. Few and far between is a long and short answer. But if you scratch long enough, you might just find... All the very best to those of you who are interested, and thanks to the production team for organizing such wonderful guests. Bridget, Bridget Fanoli, we see you and we thank you. It's time for news, everybody. It's 21 hours.